Hello everyone, I'm your host Luke, and this is my co-host Gerard, how's it going? And today we're looking into cattle mutilations. Dun, dun, dun. A decade ago, Mick began finding dead cattle on his remote 14,000 hectare North Queensland cattle station with distressing and inexplicable injuries. The first was a dead cow lying on the ground with her other udder cleanly excised. We didn't <laughs> That's Dan already. We didn't take it very seriously. Didn't know much about it, so he basically gave it a miss. He admits that until recently he didn't give too much thought to a succession of strange cattle deaths. Um sorry my computer's not one of two. Um over the following years, because in, uh, this is in Australia, it is not unusual to occasionally lose animals to predators or drought. But just over two years ago, he was patrolling the river country on his station when he found another dead cow. And he thought, well, another bloody one sort of thing. And as he was driving past her, he saw that the udder had once, been, once again been surgically removed. And it's always like, her face is like, it, it It always looks like there's like some kind of surgical precision to it, precision to it, which is like the weird thing, right? Or like, okay, like let's say someone's hunting them for food. Why, why would you leave like almost the whole cow for there? Yeah, you know? you're not it's, taking its meat. It's not like, okay, like shark fins mm -hmm. or, you know, like how they harvest those or like they catch a shark, they cut all the fins, and then throw it into the ocean. Which is horrible. Right, right. which we should probably do a podcast on, but that's besides the thing. Um, uh, you know, like, they're, it's just seemingly random parts of the cow have been stripped out, where, mm -hmm. you know, like, that's why the quote-unquote explanations or proposed reasons for this are so wild. Um, and there's almost never any blood, and he goes on to mention this. There's no blood or anything, but very neatly removed the whole udder. He also noticed the animal's jowl, the lower part of its cheek, and one ear had been cleanly cut too, which, like, makes no sense, right? Uh, we went back and looked at a lot of the other cattle that had died and found that they had been operated on as well in different ways. What struck him and his wife most was how precise the cuts were that had removed key organs from his dead cattle. It's as if it it was sealed when it, they cut it. So wouldn't that mean it was like hot? Mm -hmm. Like probably a hot knife. Yeah. yeah. Like it cauterized the wound as it like cut Went it. Through. Yeah, so yeah. it didn't bleed. There's no blood on the hide, no blood on anything, and he didn't know anybody that had been able to remove a cow's udder without blood everywhere. And not only that, there's no struggle or signs of struggle where the cow died or anything else. Um, he noted that the injuries look like they're caused by local predators such as dingo and native dogs. And these injuries showed none of the teeth marks and torn flesh typical with such attacks. Um, the cooks have lost at least 10 cattle and like, um, 
I work with a guy that um, he has his own ranch and whatnot. They are stupid expensive. Mm. Like, um, this is in an unrelated note, but like my mom, um, you know, might be buying llamas or whatever. Ooh, and llamas. What about alpacas? Uh, yeah, well, llamas spit. Mm-hmm. I, she wants like three of them. That's fine. Yeah. Just wear uh, one of those masks. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're mean animals. Yeah, they can llamas. be. Um, they're probably really fluffy though. But anyways, um, just take a while guess how how much one of those sold for at auction. To uh, 25000 8500 Oh, 8500 Which is still like... Pretty pricey. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Um, and that doesn't include all the maintenance that you have to right. do with it. I mean... Bet, and then let, you have to let, food and water and you have to build a pen. Let, let, let's say they break a leg. Mm-hmm. They... The vet probably doesn't live close to you if you want a good one. And so you have to have a way of transporting the animal, too. Right. Or they drive to you, mm-hmm. which is a big fee. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're probably looking at a couple thousand at least. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's if it recovers correctly. Um, so all ten of these cattle had identically surgically precise wounds that they... Uh, at least they say... Defies explanation. Could it be aliens? Yeah, well. Look at the alien photo in the corner. I guess that's an alien. Um, (laughs) I'm not sure what that is. (laughs) One of the photographs that this guy took shows a cow with a wound that is clearly hexagon shaped. And uh, there's, once again, a lack of any blood that one would normally expect from such an incision. Uh, I can't. You can't? Yeah, I, I can't see it. Um, <laughs> so, when they went on public radio and in newspapers in 2018, other local farmers privately admitted that they had experienced similar strange losses. And um, police told the these farmers that there's little that they could do unless the perpetrator was caught in the act. If there's nobody there, they can't do anything. Um, their farm is very isolated at the end of a remote road, and the only access anywhere into the station runs right by the family's homestead. And they say they would have heard anyone passing by. Which, like, you know, it's always, like, very remote. Yeah. I mean, to me, the... I'll, I'll move on to a different one, but, like, uh, you know, one of the things put forward is that this is like like local like a satanic cult mm-hmm. I mean how you know I've done a lot of research into the satanic panic of the 1980s yeah how common were those actually I mean I'm sure they existed but like not on the scale that yeah they like nowhere near the scale mm-hmm. that they believe so cattle mutilation is also known as Bovine excision, unexplained livestock death, or animal mutilation, um, which is the killing or mutilation of cattle under unusual, usually bloodless circumstances like they mentioned. Uh, The phenomenon has been observed among wild animals as well. Worldwide, sheep, horses, goats, pigs, rabbits, cats, dogs, 
Bison, deer, and elk have been reported mutilated with similar bloodless excisions, often with an ear, eyeball, jaw, flesh, tongue, lymph nodes, uh, unmentionables, and rectum are removed. I, I would be so mad if, like, they killed my dog or cat. Oh, God. Yeah. To me, that's like losing a kid. Yeah. Like oh, my movie, God, yeah. that would hurt. Um, since the first reports, um, various explanations have been offered, ranging from natural decomposition and normal predation to cults and secretive governmental and military agencies um, to a range of speculations, including cryptid predators and extraterrestrials. Uh, mutilations have been the subject of two independent federal investigations in the U.S. Jeez, so why don't so I... They're open federal investigations. Why don't I kick it over to you? Okay. Uh, the, the bovine corpses stunned the ranchers who found them. The animals' ears, eyes, utter sexual organs, tongues, had routinely been removed, seemingly with a sharp, clean instrument. Their carcasses have been drained of blood. No tracks or footprints were found in the immediate vicinity, nor were any of the unusual opportunistic scavengers, or usual opportunistic scavengers. Between April and October 1975, nearly 200 cases of cattle mutilations were reported in the state of Colorado alone. What the? That's random. Um, <laughs> far from being mere tabloid fodder, it had uh, become to be nationally recognized issue. Uh, that year, the Colorado Associated Press voted it the state's number one story. Colorado's then-Senator Floyd Haskell asked the Federal Bureau to get involved. Throughout the 1970s, cases had continued to mount throughout the American heartland. And in 1979, after thousands of reported cattle mutilations causing millions of dollars of livestock losses, the FBI finally opened an investigation into the serious cases that had been reportedly taking place on New Mexico's Indian lands. Pressure came in part from heated public symposiums on the subject that had been convened by the state science-minded U.S. Senator Harris Smith, who had a Ph.D. in geolo geology from Harvard and had walked on the moon as Apollo 17 astronaut. Ooh, that's cool. Um, ultimately, the FBI's inquiry poured cold water on the idea that something strange was afoot. On January 15th, 1990 or 1980 the bureau closed the investigation putting out a statement saying that none of the reported cases had involved what appeared to be mutilations by other than common predators locals sharply disagreed i've been around cattle all my life i can sure tell when it's been done by a coyote or a sharp instrument uh, sheriff george a yarnell of elbert county a rural area south of denver told the new york times in the fall of 1975 Theories range from satanic cults to UFOs. Mysterious livestock mutilations weren't con confined in to the 1970s or to the United States. Similar cases involving sheep, cows, horses have been reported as far back as the early 17th century and as recent as 2019. The, the 70s cases, however, brought the most widespread attention. Broadly speaking, the debate about cattle mutilation falls into two camps. Those who see the mutilation as an unexpected, unexplained phenomena and those who see them as normal cattle deaths repackaged as something mysterious or paranormal. So, what... I mean, this is just speculation on my part. Like, to me, it's just always been like, what would, what would aliens have to gain from, like, doing these mutilations? Like, with the, like, what, genetic matter? 
It's right. it's either that or it could be that they are, um, they're uh, they they might use those things for for scientific experiments. They might eat them. They might I don't know. They might use those type of things for food. Who knows? Because it seems like the reproductive organs are a very particular interest of these of what's happening. And so it might be just uh, scientific like studies that they've done on these types. Like of the udder is basically the breast, right? Yeah. It's where the milk comes out. Right. And where they feed their calves. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, there's a multitude of reasons for it. I mean, just going off of, like, alien abductions, I've read on, even on the on my YouTube channel and on this podcast, like, I mean, they're still abducting humans. So, like, why... The cattle. Why cattle? I mean, like, you know, like, if you believe... <sighs> In aliens, you know, there's like people that there's plenty of abductees that, you know, say that they see uh, human alien hybrids. Mm -hmm. So like, there's to me, there's no why why would they be taking the reproductive organs of from cattle, cattle or mm -hmm. horses or whatever? Because I'll get into that in a minute, but that's besides the point. Uh, for those into the unexplained camp, opinions have diverged about the possible explanations. Some law enforcement communities opened th that the animals were being mutilated by people in strange quasi-religious rituals. In the 1980s, the Royal Canada Mounted Police blamed the mutilations on an unidentified cult. The Department of Criminal Investigations in Iowa, meanwhile, asserted that the mutilations were being conducted by Satanists. Reports within the affected ranching communities indicated that the Mutilations regularly coincided with the sight, sighting of dark, mysterious, unmarked helicopters. Some ranchers who suffered the worst losses believed the federal government had been behind, uh, performed the mutilations for an assortment of reasons, including the interest of biological weaponry, animosity for the government proved so heated that the Nebraska's National Guard ordered their helicopters to cruise at 2,000 feet rather than the regular 1,000 foot altitude for their safety. Since panicked ranchers had begun shooting at helicopters. Jeez. Um, Others have blamed wait, unidentified... Wait. But so they shot at government helicopters? <laughs> yeah, the ranchers were... Get, get out of my land! <laughs> you damn government! Honey, grab the shotgun! Honey, <laughs> grab the gun! <laughs> <laughs> it's those dang helicopters again! Grab me musket! Get yourself! <laughs> Don't forget to pack the gunpowder. I saw a corpse spread recently. <laughs> <laughs> Others have blamed unidentified earthbound creatures. Um, at Skinwalker Ranch, a property in northeastern Utah, were numerous paranormal activities with a subject of a book. Perhaps okay, wait, wait, wait. So, for the History, History Channel actually just came out with a new Walker. show where they bought Skinwalker Ranch. Mm. And they're like... Filming and making an entire show out of it. That's cool. And I'm not sure if that's tied to, uh, you know, like the Curse of Oak Island. It might be the with same With like kind of the producers. Rick and Marty Lagina. Because mm -hmm. like, they're also doing one on like, um, this is another new show where they're doing like uh, Aztec gold or whatever. Like that's trying cool. to find that. They did Civil War gold. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, just basically any urban legend. You know, they go out and try to yeah, find, yeah. Which, they haven't found anything yet, so, you know, they're 
record is really good. Yep. A hunt for the skinwalker. Science confronts the unexplained at the remote ranch in Utah. Rancher Terry Sherman lost several heads of cattle by, to mutilation uh, uh, after buying the 512-acre property in 1996. Those mutilations coincided with stra several strange encounters. Like in one, Sherman saw a wolf-like creature three times the size of a normal wolf that was impervious to rifle fire. How did he know he was impervious to rifle fire? No, because if... Maybe we should do one on Skinwalker Ranch, too. I, I just hate that because... Everybody's done a podcast on Skinwalker Ranch. I, I haven't mean, done a podcast on Skinwalker well, Ranch. I guess we'll do that too. But <laughs> anyways, um, like they, he was out with his son, like repairing the fence or whatever, and they see like a werewolf-like creature or whatever, and mm -hmm. they they shoot at it, and they clearly hit it, but it like doesn't even react hmm. or whatever. So I, I don't know. Well, it depends on what type of bullet they're yeah, using, so, the caliber, I mean, the thickness of the height of the animal. Like, yeah. there's a lot of factors. I mean, it depends what gun, right? Mm -hmm. Like, was it, it buckshot? Did only one? Did it like graze it? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it only? They, hit it they in were the probably spooked. Or so your hands probably like shaking, you know, like yeah. And even I if mean, you hit it, you might not hit it. They're big farmers. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying they're a bad shoot or shot or whatever, but with know, the adrenaline course, yeah, and they're not like, used yeah. to it. Mm -hmm. I know my hands would be shaking or whatever. Yep. In one, Sherman saw a wolf-like creature three times the size. Um, in another, researcher saw an odd humanoid creature with piercing yellow eyes spying on him from a tree. Other cases have happened since... That's probably Bigfoot. <laughs> probably. Um... Other cases have happened since the uh, since then on the property. Still others tied to the mutilations to pop... Still others tie the mutilations to possible extraterrestrial visitors. Filmmaker and science reporter and yeah, Stanford-educated author Linda Melton Howe looked at more than a thousand animal yeah. mutilation cases. So, so that's the crazy lady that looks... Wait, she, she might listen to this. So, Sorry, ne never mind. And anyways, no matter what she looks like. Um, she's on Ancient Aliens, like, pretty oh. pretty commonly. Gotcha. Like, I, I've watched, like, so many episodes of that show. <laughs> Winning an Emmy Award for those efforts with her 1980s documentary, A Strange Harvest. In her follow-up 1989 follow-up book, An Alien Harvest, further evidence linking animal mutilations and human abductions to alien life forms, have, uh, Hal ultimately concluded after researching hundreds of cases that extraterrestrials were likely involved. Of... Well, you see what you I, want to I, see. I, I hate to say it, but she's biased. You see what you want to see. I mean, she is a very clear supporter and goes on shows like Ancient Aliens constantly. So she has a that's confirmation bias. bias. Yep. I mean, she doesn't have any more proof than you or I do. I mean, who who knows? Yep. One particularly compelling case, like linking animal mutilations to aliens, involved. Lady, a horse found dead and partially skinned at a ranch in Alamos, Colorado in September 1967. Within 24 hours of the incident, in which the animal's brains, lungs, heart, thyroids were cleaning cut out, uh, local Superior Court Judge Charles Bennett witnessed the three uh, orange rings in the sky flying in a triangular formation at incredible speeds. Two sheriff deputies, meanwhile, reported being followed around by a floating orange orb. Yeah. I mean, what aren't aren't those called ghost orbs? 
Uh, yeah, those can be, but maybe it was like an alien, like, like, uh, uh, UAV. Or is that just thing. in your house? Ghost orbs are mainly where ghosts are, and you usually pick them up by filming them. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's like where there's no source of light, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Skepticism within the veterinarian world. Some medical experts offer much more mundane explanations for the animal mutilations. Veterinarian uh, pathologists point to the fact that scavengers tend to eat the soft tissue off the animal first, which might explain the missing external organs commonly described on the dead bovines. Bloodlessness, meanwhile, might be attributed to liver mortis. When an animal dies, the heart stops and the blood stops circulating, thus the blood, uh, thus settling the blood via gravity, creating the bloodless effect in some surface parts of the carcass. In Washington County, Arkansas, in I mean, that, that makes sense, but, like, even if you die, you're... I mean, there's, like, rigor mortis and whatnot, but, like, that... I mean, your blood's still throughout your body, it, right? Well, it pulls... That's why they said it was in like the, the upper parts of the animal there's bloodlessness and that's why they were able to cut out like the scavengers if they were eating it. When it is a case of a scavenger, then they're eating the parts that didn't have the blood in it. But like, okay, for argument's sake, if it is scavengers, wouldn't it be like a very, like they're always saying it's very precise. Mm -hmm. Like they would just rip and tear at it. Yeah, true, true. Right? Exactly. Because it's a very tough hide. Yeah. Right? Uh, Arkansas in 1979, the sheriff department conducted an experiment. It placed a dead cow in a field for 48 hours and found it looked a lot like those ostensibly mutilated ones. Bacteria bloating had caused the skin to tear um, an incision-like manner similar to what has been described in Ratchet's reports. Maggots and blowflies, meanwhile, had cleaned out, cleaned out the animal's organs. Ooh, that's cool. Um, cattle mutilation as an and expression that, of economic anxiety. I, I wonder if, like, like, cattle suffer from a... You know, like when well corpses wash up on the beach. Well, that's what they're like, saying. And like their stomach blows. That's what they're from saying. From all the gases. And that's what causes that uh, surgical incision. Is like it just straight cut like that. Wait, I mean, I've seen videos of where a whale's stomach blows, mm -hmm. and it's like very violent and oh, yeah. I'll say gruesome. Yeah. I I wouldn't say that would leave a clean. I mean, it looks like a bomb, like somebody put a grenade in it and boom. You know? <laughs> yeah. Agricultural historian Michael uh, Goldman theorized that the 70s reports of cattle mutilations likely provided a way for independent small-scale ranchers to express both their economic anxiety and their resentment for government interference in agricultural life. According to Goldman, unexplained cattle deaths had always been part of ranching. Cattle deaths were no... Uh, higher year to year during the time of the reported mutilations than before or after. Most mutilation reports emerged at the time when the cattle industry was reeling. In the 1970s, the U.S. government sent a lot of grain to food insecure nations, driving up the domestic price of cattle feed. At the same time, President Richard Nixon intermittently froze the price of beef and other meats domestically in, uh, to combat inflation. Cattle ranchers well, found yeah, themselves on a... OPEC, right? Yeah, something around there. Cattle ranchers found themselves in the squeeze, and in 1975, Senate uh, Agricultural Committee hearings, the president of the American National Cattlemen's Association said the industry had suffered operation losses of $5 billion, plus a reduction in inventory valued at $20 billion. As evidence for his argument, Goldman points out that the alleged seven, uh, 70s mutilations occurred most frequently in the states like Colorado and New Mexico, which had a higher percentage of small ranchers 
uh, uh, more vulnerable to those governmental policies. Texas, meanwhile, reported considerably less of the phenomenon, despite having by far the most cattle in the country. Because the mutilations were concentrated both geographically and over time, Coleman says paranormal activity seems less likely explanation than a case of mass hysteria. Your turn. Okay. Throwing it back to you, good sir. Um. Okay. Um. So one of the biggest um ones is from 1967. Animal mutilation was relatively unknown until 1967, when the Pueblo chieftain published a story about a horse called Snippy that was mysteriously killed and mutilated in Alamosa, Colorado. On September 9th, 1967, Agnes King and her son Harry reportedly found the dead body of their three-year-old horse. The horse's head and neck had been skinned and defleshed, and the body displayed cuts that to King looked very precise. No blood was at the scene, according to Harry, and a strong medicinal odor was in the air. Okay, so this, I, I guess one other way to look at it is, it says the body displayed cuts that to King looked very precise, which was she a surgeon or was she a cattle rancher? I mean, would she know what surgical precision was? I mean, we probably think we know what that means, but we, you know, if you were up on a lawyer's stand and, you know, like, get, Luke, give me the definition of surgical precision since you're so smart and knowledgeable. Yeah, knowledgeable. And, you know, I'd just stare back at him and be like, uh, you know. Cause, Let me show you. Where's the knife? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's the scalpel? Yeah. <laughs> I can show you. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got you. Like, I think my uncle talked about to me about this kind of. And the story was republished by the wider press and distributed nationwide. This case was the first to feature speculation that ET beings and UFOs were associated with mutilation. A subsequent investigation by Wadsworth Iyer for the Condon Committee concluded, quote, there was no evidence to support the assertion that the horse's death was associated in any ways to normal abnormal causes. <laughs> when the Lewis's phone, Alamosa County Sheriff Ben Phillips, he told them that the death was probably due to, quote, a lightning strike and never bothered to visit the site. Early press coverage of the case misnamed Lady as Snippy. Snippy was Lady's uh, father and belonged to Nellie's husband, Beryl Lewis. Later press coverage mentions that the horse had been shot, quote, in the rump. However, two students from Alamosa State College confessed to sneaking out into the pasture and shooting the horse several weeks after the case was publicized. God. Um, on December 4th, 1973, law enforcement reported a wave of cattle mutilations in seven counties across Kansas and Nebraska. Uh, the reproductive organs were reported having been removed. Weeks later, as 
also reported 38, 38 mysterious cattle deaths had occurred across 11 counties. Multiple lab tests suggested many of the animals had died from, quote, black leg, a cattle disease. Um, so, like, to me, this is also caused by, like, very bad or sensational press coverage. Sensational. Where, like, what actually happened is blown out of proportion and, like... It causes widespread yeah, hysteria I mean, like, where people are seeing the same thing over and over like, again and they agree. You know, you... Uh, let, let's say they publish one photo of the mutilated corpse mm -hmm. of the poor animal and it's somebody that's like me and has never been on set, even set foot on a farm in their life and they're like, you know, it's like stripped of context and, you know, it's like... Oh man, that must be aliens, or you know, that looks exactly like what may, happened to me. Maybe it's a satanic cult, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like uh, I, I don't know, maybe confirmation bias too. I, I don't know. So <laughs> by June 1974, mutilations were reported to have spread to Lancaster County, Nebraska. On August 20th, 1974, the Lincoln Star Journal reported strange unidentified helicopters. I think this is what you're talking about. Yep. Um, shining spotlights into fields that would soon become mutilation sites. But once again, why? I mean, let's apply Occam's razor to this. What, what, what do you benefit from getting an effing cow's udder? Yeah. Or their head or their lower jaw. I mean, yeah. like. <laughs> I, I don't know. One investigator claimed helicopter sightings had become a nightly occurrence, with both the FAA and the National Guard reportedly being unaware of any helicopter activity. After ranchers began forming night vigils, the National Guard warned its helicopter pilots to fly at higher than normal out. To, to avoid fire from, quote, jittery farmers. State leaders called for an investigation. By October of that year, it was reported that UFO conspiracy theorists considered cattle mutilations might be related to flying saucers. So, there you go. I mean, they already believed in UFOs, so it must be caused by UFOs. It must be. Yeah. Um, so, later on, Senator... Floyd H. Haskell contacted the FBI asking for help in 1975 due to public concern regarding the issue. He claimed there had been 130 mutilations in Colorado alone and further reports across nine states. A 1979 report indicated that according to investigations by the New Mexico State Police, there had been an estimated 8,000 mutilations in Colorado, causing approximately $1 million in damage. Which, by days today's standards, seems laughable, but you gotta account for inflation. Yeah. So, who knows how much that actually is? Many cases of mutilations have been reported since the 1967 incident, chiefly in the Americas and Australia, because they felt left out. In South America, an estimated 3,500 incidents have occurred since. 
2002 when around 400 cases were reported. Um, mutilation investigators, investigators assert that a large number of cases are never reported to authorities, perhaps no more than one in 10. Um, in the summer of 2019, five bulls were mutilated at the Sylvie's Valley Ranch in Oregon. Uh, the bulls are worth a lot more than the cows, too. Mm -hmm. um, it's estimated that each 2,000-pound bull was worth $6,000. 6000 In... 2019, so it's, they'd probably be worth like 10 now. Yeah. The FBI has made no comment on if there's a ongoing investigation, uh, but they, the Silver East Valley Ranch offered a $25,000 reward for info on the topic. Um, so do you want me to kick it back to you? Yeah, sure. Alien experimentation, violent crime, or natural occurrence. Cattle mutilations in the West continue. Bizarre cases of the cattle being killed and left body parts missing have been reported all over the American West since at least the 1970s. Ranchers grow weary of losses while investigators still have to catch a single suspect. Since the beginning of 2021, cattle ranchers in Central Oregon's Crook County have found several cattle dead in the fields. But what makes those deaths so mysterious is the condition of their body. No blood, no missing parts, seemingly surgical incision and the extraction of organs and uh, genitalia. Uh, cattle mutilations aren't new to Oregon or the West Coast, but at least one expert says the mysterious deaths are caused by forces outside of the world. Theories about what is happening to the animals vary. Some say it's part of a natural decomp decomposition process. Others blame scavengers and people working to hurt the ranchers by affecting their, own, affecting their bottom line. One expert says the cattle mutilations are the result of some of this out-of-world, uh, some out-of-this-world experimentation. Linda Moulton Howe, a journalist and paranormal investigator, has been investigating cattle mutilation since 1979. She believes above this, trackless animal deaths are evidence that we are being visited by extraterrestrials. I mean, what else could it be? Dun, dun, dun. She believes the, or, I began investigating the bloodless, trackless animal mutilations domestic and wild in Colorado in September 1979, when I was the director of special project, projects at the CBS station, in Denver, Colorado. She said law enforcement and ranchers saw a strange glowing circular crafts at night, extending beams down to the pastures where they would find the bloodless mutilated animal after the sun came up. It was Sheriff Tex Graves of Logan County, Colorado, who told me in September 1979, the perpetrators of these animal mutilations are creatures from outer space. <coughs> How said again and again, she heard from law enforcement and other investigators. How indeed. How, How indeed. <laughs> Another investigators that the attacks were preceded by lights in the sky. As part of her, uh, as part of her investigation, uh, she discovered these kind of cattle mutilations have gone around the world for decades. I quickly learned that they were not confined to Colorado. I've been in almost every state in the U.S. and Canada. I talked to a producer at the BBC London who had found a journal that went back to 1904 in Australia. Okay, so. Um... I don't think you've done any of them with me, but um, I've covered the uh, mysterious airship sightings of 1896 and 1897, where these were like kind of the first mass UFO mm -hmm. sighting Same. reports. And one of them, Jared, one of these airships uh, supposedly picked up 
a cattle by like a rope that they had like like put down from the aircraft and like like they picked, picked it up and like went for like a mile down the road and then like let it loose and it spat. <laughs> and oh, then, the poor and then the, They actually saw the people on the airship. And they, like, just waved to the farmer and then, like, just went on their way. Jeez. Like, really weird stories, you know. That is odd. But that would precede the 1904 one. Yeah. By at least, like, seven, eight years. Yep. Uh, Where sheep were mutilated, tongues gone, genitalia, random organs removed, but no blood. In her book, Alien Harvest, she said incidents of cattle mutilations have been documented in every country except India. An Oregon Crook County sh- uh, Undersheriff, James Savage, said his department is investigating the cattle mutilations. Well, yeah, it makes us angry. Um, it's upsetting because, again, it's our livelihood. It's, uh, it's how they make their money and how they feed their family and support themselves. Savage said it started with the cow late in February on a remote private land. Since then, another six animals have turned up across the county with missing body parts. He said in most cases, the dead animals' uh, organs, tongue, and eyes are cleanly removed from the body with surgical-like precision. However, law enforcement officers investigating the carcasses say the scenes appear to be bloodless. According to the Oregonian uh, detectives... uh, Okay, like... There again, it said appear to be. And did they say officials or just those were the, the law uh, enforcement officials? Okay, I mean, I the guess they have more reasonable understanding. Yeah, I mean, they've probably seen more, I'll say, corpses than mm-hmm. the ranchers, right? Yep, uh, detectives called large animal vet. Taylor Carlin, who agreed that the deaths were unnatural, her comments were included in the search. Request filed by the detectives in the case to find cell phone activity near the incident sites. Um, calls to the Crook County Sheriff's Detective Javier Sanchez, who was working the investigation, were not immediately returned. This is the first time ranchers in Oregon have reported cattle mutilations. In 2019, in Harney County, five bulls were found dead with their organs and tongues removed. Yeah, that's the Selvies County one. Yep. Cases have also been reported in uh, Wasco, Ulatama, Wheeler, and Lake Counties in recent years. Those reports mere ones reported during a rash cattle mutilations in the late 1970s across the American West and Midwest. Sheriffs of the Oregon County where recent cattle mutilations have occurred, are working to coordinate and share information, officials said. If any criminal wrongdoing is found in the cattle deaths, those responsible could face possible charges ranging from criminal mischief, trespassing to aggravated animal abuse. But some say these are all natural deaths. Brian Dunning, the host of the long-running podcast Skeptoid said these cases are typical of previous mutilations attributed to aliens or ritual satanic or satanic rituals. All of the mysterious elements of the cattle corpses can be explained by science, he said. When an animal dies in the field, predation sets in very quickly, the first responders being insects and birds. Dining in an email or uh, Dunning said in an email uh, interview with uh, Daily Yonder. The exposed soft tissue is always the first to go. The eyes, the lips, the tongue, the genitalia. As the animal is dead with zero blood pressure, there is no bleeding. The exposed skin dries and shrinks, living, giving the impression of a perfect scalpel-like slice. Bowflies and other insects who, whose eggs can hatch in 10 hours fill the wounds with maggots, which can expose clean, dry bone in just a few hours or more. 
Turn. I mean, that that's another thing, Jared, is like, who knows how long these corpses have been living there, or sorry, lying there, right? <laughs> living there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, if there was blood there, maybe it evaporated. Evaporated or soaked into the ground. Right. Uh, the whole alien... During the height of the capital... During the height of the cattle mutilation craze in the 1970s, one sheriff decided to do his own research. The whole alien autopsy and satanic panic currents in pop culture reached a high in the 70s. Cattle mutilations was a headline in the for 80s. both. And in the, the 90s. 90s. In the 2020s. <laughs> we don't talk about that here. <laughs> there, there was a sheriff in Arkansas, Herb Marshall, who... Wanted to see for himself what was going on with all these reports. So he put out a fresh carcass out in a the field. They observed what happened, and after just two days, he had not only seen the abud above birds and insect effects, but the stomach split open from expanding gases. Both flies completely cleaned out the internal organs. And at that point, his department stopped searching for the mythical Satan worshippers. In the 1970s, even Federal Bureau of Investigation I mean, at least that's, the cattle mutilations. At least that's actual science yep. instead of just wild speculation. It must be a scalpel cut. Or a cult. It's a cult. Yeah. Um, came to the same conclusions. Damn you, Satan. Uh, what happened to the animals prior to being discovered in their mutilated state is a question for animal experts. The fact that the carcasses experienced post-mortem predation does not necessarily tell us anything at all about the cause of death. Predation tends to happen no matter how the animal died. In most cases, a veterinarian should be able to determine the cause of death quickly. Yeah, but... And easily with ne necropsy. So far in the countless cases like this, none has ever been found to have an extraordinary or inexplicable cause of death. Yeah, but once again, how often are they actually readily available to go look at the corpse, right? Like that veterinarian or whatever. Mm -hmm. Especially in, like, these are usually... Very isolated areas, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, okay. So, actually, remember that horse Snippy mm -hmm. um, that was mislabeled mm -hmm. or misnamed? Yeah. Um, so, I actually found the original article. So, I'm going to read that from 1967. Did a horse saucer tangle? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to end on that. Thank you for reading the title, by the way. No, You're I'm welcome. Kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, so. <laughs> Alamosa, Colorado, this is by the Associated Press. Snippy, a three-year-old Appaloosa horse, didn't return to the Harry King Ranch for her usual drinking or evening drink September 7th, and her owner is blaming a flying saucer or at least a radioactive surgeon. The bizarre event in this sparsely populated San Luis Valley occurred September 9th, when Harry King began to search for the saddle pony. Okay, so it's September 7th, 8th, 9th. Three days. Three days. And remember that... Experiment was, that experiment two, days. was two days. Um, he found her just a quarter mile from the ranch house. He gave this account. There were no tracks near the dead horse, but the animal had been completely skinned. All that remained of the... Neck and shoulders were bleached bones, but they were still intact and attached to the rest of the body. The cut around the neck was smooth, not a jagged edge. No blood remained in the horse's body, and there was none on the ground. I mean, did they open it up, or did they just look at it and say, oh, well, I don't see any blood on the surface, so 
must not be any blood, right? Not at all. Yeah. Because um, it could have all pulled into the bottom. Right. Gravity. Yeah. Gravitas. King Gravitas. returned to the site the next day with the horse's owners, Mr. and Mrs. Bird Lewis. Nothing had changed except a sickening sweet odor pervaded the area, and the exposed bones were a bright pink. Could, could you look up what would cause that? Like, what would cause bones to turn pink um, when exposed? Um, bones are typically pink. Shouldn't they be white? Mm -mm. They're white. Um, they, they're only white when, like, the meat and flesh is off of them. But they have, like, bone marrow and stuff in them. And the bone marrow is, like, pink. Oh. Then never mind. If you want to. During the search of the immediate area, they found... What appeared to be 15 circular exhaust marks. They covered an area about 100 by 50 yards. What? What? How would you interpret that? 15 circular exhaust marks. Hmm. Would that be like from a car? Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I, I don't know what. Yeah, so um, today's established fact that our skeletons are surprisingly malleable. Pure white remains displayed in the museums, may seem solid and inert, but bones beneath our flesh are very much alive. They're actually pink with blood vessels. Well, yeah, because that's where new blood is it's, made, right? Yeah. In your bones. And so that's why they're pink. And they are constantly broken down and rebuilt. So The bones? Mm -hmm. Or the blood? Bones. The bones. Okay. Yep. Constantly broken down and rebuilt. Okay. I, I didn't know that. And they're pink. Because <laughs> of the blood vessels. The more you know. The more you know. We're not part of the Reading Rainbow or associated or sponsored by it. So we'll work on that. A uh, hundred yards north of the carcass, they found a three-foot bush squashed to within 10 inches of the ground. So like what? Something dro drove over it. The area within a 10-foot radius of the bush had also been flattened to within 10 inches of the ground. Near the area, Mrs. Lewis found a piece of the horse's flesh. Encased in a piece of the skin. So doesn't that mean they just dragged it? Yeah. It was very sticky, she said, and she dropped it. Her hand began to burn and turned red and continued to burn until she washed her hands. So, like, was it infected? Some bacteria or acid yeah, or something? Like acidic? I think that means it would be acidic, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, I've never touched acid, so, yeah. <laughs> Probably a good thing. Yeah, do probably it. a good thing. Yeah, don't don't touch acid, kids. Do not recommend it, kids. Yeah. On another cheek... <laughs> on another check of the area, <laughs> they found more, more flattened brush. But this time, there were six indentations forming a circle three feet in diameter. Each indention was two inches across and four inches deep. By September 23rd... Forgive the pool noises in the background. That's You're welcome. Unrelated. The neck and head bones <laughs> turned black. <laughs> Mrs. Lewis tried in vain to get the authorities to check the incident, but most of them told her the horse had been struck by lightning. None of them had visited the area. So, like, they ignored her, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, pretty much. Until she went to the press and made a bigger deal about it. Yep. So, like, they didn't care. Mm -hmm. They were like, screw you, we have more important shit to do. Than your cattle. A check of the area by a forestry official with the Civil Defense Geiger counter found the radiation count to be high. Uh, okay. And is that related? Maybe, maybe not. Um, 
was the Geiger counter working? I mean... Is there a natural source of radiation in the right. area? Right. I mean, there could be a uranium deposit there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the exhaust marks were radioactive, as were the areas where the brush had been flattened. It's probably a radioactive jet. The count lessened, however, as readings were made closer to the dead horse. So what, the thing didn't go near it? Agent King uh, reported that she saw a large object, object pass over the ranch house on the day the horse was believed to have disappeared. She's 87, by the way, so she might have dementia. She's an old lady? Yeah, I don't know. Many residents of the area have reported sighting UFOs. Um, Joe Wadsworth, research investigator for the University of Colorado UFO Project, said Thursday, we're doing preliminary investigations by telephone to see if it's worthwhile sending anyone down to Alamosa. He called the report, quote, interesting. So, I mean, they're, like, that's part of the sensationalism, right? Like, they just interviewed the locals, and they were like, oh, well, we, I've seen a UFO around here. Yeah. Well, then that must mean it's tied to the cattle mutilation, right? It must be it. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just... To me, it's an interesting topic, but, you know. Yeah. I, who knows? Um, I I want to read more about those early on ones, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, didn't you say from the 1700s? Yeah. That'd be cool. That would be interesting to see if there's anything about that. Maybe I'll try to find, Yeah, I'll try to find those for a different one. But um, mm -hmm. anyways, uh, thanks for listening, guys. I'm your host, Luke, and this is my co-host, Gerard. Hey, yo, thank you for watching. Uh, we appreciate you guys' viewership. And have a good night. Peace.